The Bank Next FinTech podcast is produced in association with software technology company Backbase. Hello and welcome to the Bank Next FinTech podcast. I'm Sean Weston. My guest for today's show is Eduardo Moreni, co-founder of Emma, which is a mobile app that helps people manage their financial well-being. Welcome to the show, Eduardo. Hi, Sean. Thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure. Please tell the listeners more about what Emma actually is and how you came by the name. Okay, so Emma is like a, an app for Android and iOS, uh, whose aim is to make you avoid your overdrafts, find and cancel your wasteful subscriptions, keep track of all your debts, and also save you money at the end of the month. Uh, we actually came up with the name because it's the initials of our uh, names. So the company is uh, co-founded by me, Eduardo Moreni, and my co-founder names is Antonio Marino. So we just reverse his surname with the name, and that's how we came up with Hemma. Coincidentally, you came up with a, a name that already exists. Sounds great. It's a little bit like ABBA, isn't it? I guess. You've, yeah. You've, I guess people have told you that before. Yeah, actually, actually, been knowing like Antonio for the last like five years, and yeah. I wanted to use that name so badly. We did a few things before this, and I, I was like waiting for the right opportunity actually to use it. <laughs> Great. Well, what made you come up with the idea, and, and how did you get it off the ground? So basically, um, in my first year of uni, I managed to pay Netflix for a whole year, and I think that bill was like sixty pounds, and. After that first year, I realized that there wasn't anyone that was actually uh, caring about my personal finance and financial well-being. Of course, there are like some aggregators right uh, out there, which I was actually using that they show you your finances and they categorize your expenses. But there isn't like a single entity that is there and sits and watch about things that happen in your personal finance. And this goes from... Uh, what you pay, so your subscriptions, till your mortgage, your debts, uh, your overdrafts. And so we realized that there was an opportunity and that's how we came up with the idea, basically. Okay. It's interesting to, to hear that, you know, first year uh, university students, it, there was a day, because I'm a lot older than you, there, <laughs> was, there was a day when, when uh, money used to go on, on drink. It was all alcohol and buying <laughs> beer. And now it's on Netflix subscriptions. Times have changed. Yeah, times have changed. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the biggest reason behind that is, is the first free trial, right? So you mm. you go for the first three months and then you just forget about it and yeah. they keep building you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to help me save money, I'll have to share some financial information with, with Emma. So, so tell me more about the security you've put in place to protect people's data. Yes, of course. So basically, when you use the app, you need to actually uh, sign up and go through our onboarding process. And in this case, we use, of course, bank level um, security. So there is nothing uh, different between the security that your bank uses and us. And we also identify you through your phone number and email address and name and surname. Mm -hmm. um, this is actually the case because in the long run, we're going to use and actually offer you some financial products. So we need to know who you are and that's the most important bit. And the other important aspect is that no one can actually access to your account while using us, so it's only you. Okay, all right. So so I, I also understand that I can request to have my data securely erased from your service 
um, which is very unlike banks, isn't it? So how is that achieved and, and how do I know that you've actually done it? So basically, in order to connect to your bank account, we are using like a third party service provider. So there are actually there is actually a single way to connect to banks in the UK, which is uh, web scraping. So we're using like um, a provider that enables us to actually log in into your online banking and get the data. In this context, we we save that data on our servers, we process it and we um, and we actually show it to you within the app. But if you want to delete um, your account from Hema, we just delete your account, delete all your data, and and that's it. It's a really like simple procedure. Uh, we're just like getting the data in your bank and copying in our servers, and you can delete it anytime if you don't like using us anymore. Okay, all right. So what what's the authentication process that you're using for actually getting into the app? So in, in terms of like getting into the app, we just use like a simple two-factor authentication. It's like uh, WhatsApp. So you just insert your phone number, we send you a code, and that's how you simply authenticate. Then once you're logged in, you, you, you have to use either your Touch ID or a PIN uh, to actually uh, open the app every single time. Um, these are like common standards that you can actually find in all the other like ch- challenger banks or fintech products. So there is nothing actually new in terms of like the consumer side. Okay, so making the most of, of touch ID and th- things that we're used to. So going further down the line, might you use things like face recognition or anything like that? Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but that stuff is like way, <laughs> way far from like actually... Uh, being like uh, useful right now uh, you need to i mean since it's since that's not our like core uh, competency we're like just focusing on the experience that comes afterwards and using the standards that everyone else uses in the industry yeah. rather than like experimenting something completely new yeah. which is still cool i mean like face recognition why wouldn't you do it yeah but, it's great because i use it on atom bank i don't know whether you've signed up for atom so do you just take a picture every single time? You no, know, what, what you have to do, you have to, you show your face and then you blink. It asks you to blink wow. and then it, you authenticate and go through to the app. That is pretty amazing then. Yeah, it's pretty good actually. It doesn't work every time. Mm-hmm. For, for, for Atom, <laughs> if you're listening, it doesn't work every time. But but yeah, it, it's pretty good actually, yeah. So where, where is Emma working at the moment? Is it, is it UK only or are you across different regions? So basically, uh, we came up with this by like uh, doing a, a, a like a small test in Germany, and we shut it down. And we actually coming to the UK. Mm-hmm. We were open like our uh, wait list to access the beta, which is which we are going to release in uh, September. So we're starting to rolling out the invites for the beta in September. Oh, great, great, good luck and with that. Yeah. Our main focus is the UK. Um, the it, it's. I mean, it sounds silly after like Brexit, but the UK is probably the best European country for something like this because it's the most open in terms of like fintech. Yeah, yeah. So, so tell me about some of the challenges that that you've come across during the development phase and and how you overcame them. Yeah, like I'll give you like a simple example. So we were doing like a, an expense tracker, right? So you add your credit card, you add your bank account, and then we have to show you how much you spend per month, right? Um, if you add like two bank accounts and a credit card and you just simple sum up all the negative transactions, that number is going to look like three times what you actually spend per month. Okay. Because we just read the negative transactions between a credit card and two bank accounts. 
Right. So the biggest challenge was to actually uh, develop algorithms that can do internal transaction detection. So it means moving money from one account to another, because that's just like an internal transaction. It's not an expense. And also credit card detection. So we are detecting credit cards, the one you connect. And so when basically there is a massive transaction at the end of the month on your checking account, like minus 2,000 pounds, we remove that. And that's how you make the numbers, the numbers look right. And that's how your expenses are the exact same, because we have to detect all these things in the background. You're listening to the Bank Next FinTech podcast. Okay, well, what's, how are you going to get rich from this? Well, what's, your plan for, <laughs> what's your plan for making money? No, I'm just going to stay poor. For <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that basically, so what we're building here is like a financial advocate, so a financial assistant. And the most interesting bit about uh, FinTech is that financial data is massive and it covers like so many aspects of your personal finance. So it's about getting the right business model and actually offering, providing value to the user before making money. So an example would be, you've got a loan, we detect it, we compute the interest rate, and we tell you there is like a lower loan with a lower interest rate that you can actually use instead of the one that you're paying. That's a simple one. Another example would be that you're 22, you've just signed up, we notice that your credit score is low and so we offer you a credit card to start building a credit history so it's about like having all these aspects in place they actually care about the user and they actually help them building um a good like finance lifestyle yeah well that, that has to go hand in hand with a, a really good marketing strategy as well doesn't it especially at this point uh, where you're you're you know going through to beta so what's your marketing strategy look like <laughs> it's a mess. You just go out there and, <laughs> and talk to people. No, actually, um, the the biggest challenge here is actually into educating people. And we're betting like a lot of like content. I mean, if you go on, on our website, uh, you can find like a blog and we just publish an article every day because we want to reach out. People will educate them about financial topics and actually um, improve like their financial life. And what I mean by that, by this is that um, when it comes to like fintech products, people might be like skeptical. Um, they might not understand things. They might have like security concerns. And so it's really important to actually show the value beforehand, educate them beforehand, and then offering the product. So yeah. that's the marketing strategy. Yeah, and I totally agree with that. I, I, I recently interviewed uh, Finimize. Yeah. And, you know, their, their whole thing is about uh, um, down the line, they're going to create financial products, I, I believe. But right now, they're all about educating uh, young people in particular about their money and what you can do with it. And I think it's really, really important these days. Yes, of course. And yeah. also, like, I mean, talking about uh, security, you see, we still like find people that they, they might not trust the service and they complain. But then when you explain down like the the roots of it, that it's like read only, we just read the data, we don't do anything else. After the educational process, uh, they see the value and then they, they are more like convinced. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's talk about growth strategy. Are you are you actually in the process of hiring now that, that things are, are going a little bit quicker? Well, so right now we've got like a thousand people in the, the waits list. Um, wow. Uh, yes, <laughs> they are waiting for us. Uh, so. And it's just a case of like increasing that number and 
um, implementing the beta as soon as possible. Yeah, so we've, yeah. we've got like most of the tech ready. Uh, we're working with our service provider, uh, which is actually uh, one of the recent ones. Uh, we cannot announce it yet. It's coming next week. Okay. Uh, um, they just they recently raised like uh, five million, so they're really really new and they've got like a really uh, innovative technology. So it's gonna be exciting. Um, but in terms of growth, it's just about uh, putting the word out there keep writing content and aggregating as many people as possible and, and doing uh, podcast interviews right of course that's yeah, yeah, of course. Example. <laughs> uh, well tell me more about the people in your life then and how they helped you get emma up and running you mean like my people the people in my life yeah yeah tell me tell me who the influential people are be behind emma and and who've influenced you to sort of get started in this business well, my co-founder, I mean, Antonio, I met him like uh, in my first week of university. We were actually two Italians in Manchester. We went to uni there and we were the only two Italians in the course. So uh, we spent like four years there and then we left uni and we realized that we didn't want to get a job. I mean, Antonio's got past experience at CERN, Google. I also like job offers and we want to do a company and that's the only thing we want to do. And so we we started our journey into the startup world from there. Wow! So so you both wanted to be entrepreneurs before you met one another, or was this something that you kind of you sparked one another's interest in in business? No, it was way before. So yeah. we we were raised by reading TechCrunch and Paul Graham. So yeah. basically, <laughs> uh, that's that's our daily meal. <laughs> And you've had some experience at hackathons as well in the in the past, haven't you? So tell me more about that. Yeah, so basically Antonio on its own, I think he has attended more than like 50 hackathons worldwide. Wow, and he actually, yes, he actually won the Facebook Global Hackathon, which is like the Facebook competition that, where the finalists in San Francisco, their offices. And yeah. then together we actually went to the TechCrunch Disrupt uh, Hackathon in London in uh, 2015 and we won the William Hill uh, sponsor prize there which was a world tour so we spent the summer after university just traveling the world thanks to William Hill and it's like publicity to them <laughs> um, but yeah uh, so we won the, uh, the TechCrunch one and then we attend several other ones um, yeah. so it's a quick way to actually meet other people like you and learn fast yeah, that, that you've just brought me to the next question, really. I was going to ask, you know, what do you get from hackathons besides that technical thing? It's, it's about networking, isn't it? And it's about being inspired by the people. Yes, and actually learn technologies on the spot. So you just go there with an idea and maybe you don't even know how to build it, but you spend two days completely focused on building it. Yeah. Uh, we were a uni and basically... We went to the this hackathon in uh, Detroit, so we flew to Chicago on Friday and came back on Monday morning, and I didn't sleep for 52 hours straight, but in those 52 hours, I managed to learn as much as possible, <laughs> <laughs> and these are things we are using again on Hemma, so. Yeah. All right, what, what motivates you? Well, <laughs> I think it's, uh, I think that the main thing is probably having an impact. And that's, I think, something that every 22 years old person wants to have in this world. Um, I see that building something that helps other people is is a good impact, uh, rather than like um, going for a job or choosing another type of like career. Mm -hmm. This is probably the hardest one because you pretty much don't have like a social life and you work 10 hours a day. Uh, 
but it's rewarding to see people who get excited about what you're doing and they're passionate about it and they use it and yeah you have an impact. it's energizing i guess isn't yes, it? When, when you it sense is. that passion from other people yeah it's pretty much like a drug but <laughs> yeah but a lot of 22 year olds you know that if you ask them you know what's your ambition what motivates you what motivates you they might say well i just want to be rich by the time i'm 30 or 40 you know or but you just answered the question you know i want to do something and you're using technology to achieve something aren't you so yes of course i mean yeah. like uh, like getting rich is not like an end goal it's just like an out, out, outcome of the work you do mm. and so if you have an impact yeah you might get rich but cares well who do you think is doing great things in in fintech these days that you've noticed well the the challenger banks are getting like a lot of momentum uh so i'm talking about monzo i'm actually a revolut user starling bank aton bank um and yeah i've been one of the first users of like transferwise so uh I'm, I'm a big fan of, of way, these Way ones. back in the day, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, me too, yeah. Of course, because uh, like I went to uni in Manchester and my parents were in Italy, so we had to find like a way to actually send money abroad uh, in the first years. It saves a lot of money, doesn't it? It really yeah, does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, so what, what, te- what technologies or regulation are you following with keen interest and that might apply to Emma further down the line? Well, I mean, the answer is pretty simple. I mean, open banking, I think, is going to be <laughs> the, yeah, the future. And, and that's what is going to also like challenge the challenger banks because they probably spent the last years building core banking infrastructures when with open banking, we're all going to have like access to sort of like banking infrastructure. So we're going we're gonna to get data and do payments and all these things and so it's going to be interesting to see who is going to actually use that huge amount of data in the best way so what's next for emma what's next uh yeah the beta so basically we're we're really really focused on like getting the product out in september uh if you can now sign up on the website it's emma-app.com and yeah we're just like waking up and coding for us uh in terms of like growth and marketing, yes, we're running a lot of content, but the product is the uh, best marketing selling point. It sounds like you're going to be mega busy for the next few months, possibly years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if it's successful, yeah, it's, it's going to be great, I think. Very exciting. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me on, on the show, Eduardo, and for, for telling me about Emma. No problem. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Bank Next Fintech podcast. The show was written and produced by Sean Weston for software technology company Bank.